Hi guys, before we jump into this episode, this is Future Matt. We had a bit of audio distortion on the original recording and David has done a very good job of removing that, but that has resulted in a slightly reduced quality of audio for our voices for the rest of the episode. So bear with us on that. We'll just have to deal with slightly muffled voices this episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Okay, welcome back to the Make It Count podcast. This is episode seven, and today we're going to be talking about getting started. Well, yeah, but I don't know if that's where we're going to start, because, I don't know, there's hundreds of things I want to start, and I was saying just the other day, right, there were a couple of things that I kind of want to start. Uh, Two, actually, that I came up with, Spanish and singing. I would like to focus on like improving my Spanish and getting better at singing. Maybe even I said I was really interested in singing. Yeah, I would appreciate that as well, because you know. <laughs> and I said to you, well, you could double up and you could learn how to sing in Spanish. Yep, and that's true. And actually, you said something to me before that, though. I don't know if you remember this, but I was like, ah, oh, there's all these things that I would like to do. And actually. I don't know. And you said to me, is now the right time? Mm. Like, you've got a lot going on. Yeah. You're doing stuff. Is now the right time? Yeah. And sometimes it's not the right time to start. Yeah. And so that was a month ago when you said that. And I took that and went, I'm not going to start. <laughs> took that as a good, good enough sign. Yeah, yeah. Now it's not the right time to Do it start. Do later. <laughs> yeah, later. And that can be an easy cut to fall into. Yeah. So, these are potentially two big desires for you. Singing in Spanish? Yeah, I, I like <laughs> different motivations, isn't it? I like singing, and I used to be quite good at singing. I've sung in a few choirs over the years. I've even had a few singing lessons, but I was a bit too insecure at the time to fully go, go for it, which is one of the reasons why I think, hey, now I'm a bit more maybe confident and think I could make better progress with singing due to that. And then the other thing is, obviously, my Spanish level is one of my great shames in life at the moment. <laughs> you know, having lived in Madrid for three months. Yes, lived in Madrid for three months. Spanish. Yeah. Zero to zero point one on a scale of up to a hundred maybe. And then oh, we we'll obviously on um, the Logos Hope for two years and going for about a Central year of America, that. Latin Central America. and Latin America. They speak Spanish there. Mm, and you know how my Spanish improved? Very little. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't. (laughs) Avoided all conversations with Spanish people. Interesting. So, what has stopped you from getting started, David? And I think that's kind of it. I think there are different things that stop me maybe for each, but mainly, probably, it's about, is it the right apportioning of energy? Uh, Like, for example, Spanish. For me... It would take a lot of energy. I don't really know any other languages, so it's even like learning a, another language. Apparently, it gets easier the more you learn. Probably. Probably. I, you, I mean, we don't know, but this is the... I mean, what are you here on the grapevine, hey? Yeah. But, so there's an extra incentive, or challenge, sorry, because it, I don't really feel confident about learning another language. But also, what's the payoff? When there's a lot of time I met somebody I needed to speak Spanish to. There it's, wasn't another way to communicate. To yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. So... There's a bit of, do I know what I want enough? 
is it about the best use of my energy now? And I think that's maybe a bit for both, but uh, you know me. I'm quite aware of my energy. Yeah. I'm starting a coaching business. I am writing a blog. We started a podcast. We're, you know, putting energy into a number of different spaces in my life. Yeah. Is it wise to go, okay, especially for Spanish, it's almost going to be like a daily commitment, right, of some some level. really focused yeah. energy and time. Definitely. So I think that's probably the thing that's gone. Is this something I'm really willing to commit to? And I think you nailed on something as well, which was it's not just about the time and the energy, but it's also that well, what's the payoff? And I don't know if you're even clear what the payoff for the Spanish would be, certainly. You seem a little bit more keen on the singing. Obviously, mm. that could have a more immediate, and that's just an enjoyable thing. Um, you don't need anyone else to be able to sing. Um, if you're going to enjoy communicating Spanish, you do need other people. And at the moment, we're still kind of in a global pandemic, so traveling to Spanish-speaking places is unlikely. Mm. So, But enough about that. Yeah, enough about that, because they can hear about me yearning after things I don't have. Uh, I'm sure people that are listening, they have things that they kind of wish they'd want to start on as well. But Matt, have you got anything that you want to get oh, started I'm on? in the same boat as you in the regard. I, I have so many interests from long time. Oh, well, I can remember. It's always been like, oh, that's interesting. I should try and learn that. Or I'd love to learn this. Um, one of the things that I've kind of always reflected on the last couple of years is we both love learning as a value, but I think we do it differently. You are very, you know, I love to read books and stuff. You are like another level and you just devour them and you're capable of processing through that so much quicker and more effectively than that. I'm much more likely to go, ha, ah, I would love to learn how to slackline. For those who don't know what that is, it's a bit like tightroping, but it's a lot more wobbly. You do it about a foot above the ground when you're not very good. <laughs> you know, I'd like to go and balance on a slack type thing, you know, whereas David's going to go and read some thing about human psychology. I'd like to learn how to juggle. And when I was at university, I started doing some ceramics, so pottery. All of those things I still want to improve in and I'd love to grow more with. That's the thing with something like juggling or pottery or even balancing on slack line that there are endless levels of potential progression and, and you can always get better now i often find myself going oh i'd love to do this get to a certain point and be like cool yeah that's nice what's the next one and i also would love to learn a language maybe a couple when we're on uh, the ship going around latin america Spanish, I was able to progress a fair amount, but I was like, ah, oh, dreams of grandeur. I'm going to learn Italian and German and Portuguese whilst I'm at it. Laughing, complete joke. And then there's, of course, music as well. I would love to... I've always dreamed of being able to play jazz, piano, incredibly well, or something like flamenco, guitar. And it's all these dreams, and most of them are sitting on the background. So yeah, I can hear lots of dreams there, lots of passions, quite a few things going on. I've seen some of them. You're actually quite good at cyclining. Much um, better than you are. I didn't well, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember about it. For some reason, I just feel my knee's going to fall over. I wobble so much at that joint. Anyway, yeah. Luckily, there's no videos of that that I'm aware of. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you look at all of them, what is what would you say the main thing stopping you from starting it? Hmm. I think having given none of those things that I listed, I haven't made any progress on before. It's actually been sustaining them. I think it comes back to that thing that you said at the beginning. Is now the right time? The last couple of years, I've been fairly intentionally trying to grow and develop in some ways. I'm recognising it isn't good to try and take on too much at once. So for now, I'm actually quite happy for those things to sit there on the when the time is right bit. So as you said, there is still quite a lot going on right now in life. Um, and I don't think those are my top priority. And I think that's really helpful and healthy and just a reminder that actually it's okay not to start everything that you want to do now. Hopefully we all have quite a bit more time. I mean, you are 26, expected life expectancy probably about 80. You are a number of years left to, to nail some of these things. And it's also interesting that probably most of them, you would have to say, are more leisure things. Yes. And and actually, there is a lot of fun that we want to have. Mm. And those are things that are fun in a different way other than just watching TV or, or Netflix or whatever. Yeah. But actually, you don't want to become a man of leisure, only. Oh, I'm going to stop working just so I can exactly. improve my slack lining. Uh, well, this actually turns me on to one of the things that I have been trying to do a little bit more intentionally this year. You gave me a book that was called Designing Your Life. And it's a good book as well. It is a very good book. I only recommend good books. Everyone should know that. <laughs> Incredibly helpful. Really worth reading, but also, even more so, worth going through the process of putting some of the things into practice. It's been a challenge for me <laughs> because it's what I recognize is halfway through was why am I kind of procrastinating on doing some of these things? And perhaps I came to the worrying answer, maybe I'm afraid that if I do them, my life will actually change. That's exactly a great place to to shift a little bit because we talked a lot about the challenges yeah. for starting. 100% that's true. We, in order to grow something, has to change. Mm. Maybe even to go a step further, something has to die. <laughs> you know, you can't stay the same mm. if you're planning on moving and growing and developing. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of stuff there, and that's a really great and a powerful insight. And so I suppose everyone at home sitting there, maybe it's a fear of failing, or it's a fear of other people. What will they say if what I go for this thing? Yeah. yeah, other people's opinions. So starting, we know. It's good and important to start. But we also know it's difficult. And so I was wondering, what helps you get started? And actually, I'm going to ask you a different question. Tell me a time in the past when you did start well. Whoa. You should prime me on this question. There are times. I can I can go first. I can think I of think a couple of times. And mainly because I've written blogs and stories about this, so I've already got it fresh in my mind. But over the years, you hear of people that journal. Yeah. They're people who admire and they talk really highly of journaling. I remember I told you earlier, I went to Madrid. I was like, 
don't want to miss it. I had a journal, had this big A4 book, black, glossy, hardback. Don't know why I remember that. Could never get the sticker off the front either, randomly. But I was there, and I didn't really know what to write, so I wrote sort of anything and everything that came to my head. And so some days I would write like two sides of A4 of just everything. Yeah. And then With you the next day, I would, that's not sustainable. I don't think I'd write it. And then you'd write a tiny bit. And reading back to it, it's just a bit chaotic. It's, yeah. I've, I've tracked what I've done a little bit, but not the important thing. Getting back after that, didn't journal. And I stopped. And so there was that unpredictability. The thing now, I can say, I think I've nearly done a thousand days in a row. Wow. Journaling. And the thing that helped was the thing we both do, was the five-year journal, which mm. just has five lines for a day. And there's no excuse. Like every day, no matter how tired and exhausted I am, yeah. I could do five lines. Mm. I was doing night shifts and I figured out when I should write these five lines. Because that's when your day's all flipped on its head. You know? yeah. so I write it before I start work, <laughs> when I finish my shift, before when I go to bed. Was, yeah, yeah. But you still, I still managed to do it in the month all of those times. And so that, that low bar has allowed me to mm. hit a consistency of something. You know, that's more than three years without yeah. missing a day. That's very impressive. So that's something, but that was about how I started and the restrictions in that. So without using mm-hmm. my example, what is something that you started well? I would say, for me, something recently that I started well. Journaling is the only one that comes to mind. I didn't used to journal in the morning, um, but now I do. I don't hit it every day, but I do exactly the same thing. I set a very low bar. It's just write a sentence about how I'm feeling this morning and answer one question. And it's that question that we spoke about a little while ago. How would I live today differently? Mm. And I just put a couple of bullet points only. Mm. And that helps me to frame what is it that I want to make sure I focus on this day? That's a really good question. And that's a really good habit as well. But I think there's a few other things that I do that I've started well. I mean, I exercise really consistently and regularly. And I've Better than I. Even, even started sort of tracking it a little bit just so uh, I can do that in a healthy way. And, mm. and just a number of other things. And just trying to just you know, connect with people for coaching and be quite intentional with that. That can be quite an intimidating thing. And I've kept but that of up. Of course, you've started a coaching business. That's true. I don't know how you measure if I started it well, but I've coached quite a few people. And all of them have been grateful and moved forward. And mm. so I suppose I have started well. What helped you to take that leap to start? Yeah. Well, I had the dream, you know, to, to do my own kitchen thing. And I, I was actually talking about this story to somebody earlier. And I thought, maybe I need to get more experience, you know, go corporate, get a proper job sort of thing. Proper uh, job. Yeah, proper job. And then the pandemic happened and now I know proper jobs going mm. and the, the training that I wanted to do first came online for the first time they'd ever done it wow and so partly situation and partly I just went at that point well there's no better way to get the experience doing the thing you want to do than to do the thing does that make sense was that right that does make sense yeah yeah so I basically was like well I could try and get a job and work in corporate for five years ten years or I could do that 
and in five years I'll have five years of coaching experience. <laughs> um, and so that sometimes there is a situation or a circumstance that just helps you make that step that you kind of wanted to make anyway. Yeah. A perceived limitation helps you to just go, well, this is now an opportunity to step into it. Yeah. I, I think that thing is underrated as well. That is the thing that James Clear talked about, isn't it? How what can I do even on my worst day? That lower bound. That hey, yeah, you might have not have done as much exercise as you wanted, but still, one press up is better than no press up. And and so having that lower bound, and maybe as well having that upper bound. I'm not going to do more than that. Yeah, because it's that classic thing. Oh, it's, it's January the first. Maybe January the second, <laughs> and you you've gone out. You haven't mm-hmm. run in months. Yeah, you run. You run for forty five minutes. You feel awful. You got a headache all day. The next day, every muscle hurts. And you, you think, decide, I'm never, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Until next January, and they say, Oh, what you've been better went off? out for a five minute walk. Yeah, five minute walk or an upper bound of thirty minutes of walking, mm. and suddenly you're creating a. Oh, yep, that's the maximum we do. This is the minimum. You can change them as you move yeah. a little bit, potentially, but actually you're trying to build up that consistency. That's really good. I think that upper bound is really helpful as well. So many times, even with the, well, the journaling is a perfect example. I had exactly the same experience as you. I would try with just this, a blank notebook. You go, right, write the date. Right, I'm supposed to write about today. And you kind of go, well, I've got a lot of space. <laughs> Suppose I'll go in quite a lot of detail. And yeah, the next day you come, you go, I do not, I'm not going to spend 45 minutes journaling. I haven't got the energy for that, yeah. You kind of, a little bit, and it becomes you. Right. When you've got five lines, it does two things to you. You go, that's a small space. That's very fillable. And then you go, that's a small space. I can't write. What I have for breakfast? (laughs) And what I have for lunch? And what I have for dinner? And get in the conversations that I had and the highlight of the day. Mm. It limits you to really important have quality in whatever that thing is um, but when it comes to anything that lower bound is that i can do this but that upper bound stops you from going crazy and wiping yourself out for the next day and there was something i heard recently just we sometimes we use exercise and workout analogies but it's in most of the elite athletes seven out of ten of their workouts will be what would be classified as light and easy. Light and easy. Light and easy. Like, so one, what would that mean? on a scale of one to five, one being light and easy, five being the most intense, hard. Right. It's one. One. It's the sort of exercise where it's like, if you came in and I said, go and do it again, you could do it again. Right. And that's crazy because we all think that everyone should be, and you hear it all the time. Well, grind, hard, grind all the time. And that's actually just an unreality. Yeah. And sometimes it's, and I, I think people would say it's a negative question, but I think it's a freeing question. And I want to remind people about it. I released a blog about this recently, but what can I do even on my worst day? Because we are, for the most part, when we start something, a little bit idealistic. I've been told I'm idealistic and hopeful and optimistic. And I believe that every day I can do everything basically you yeah. know it's always going to be sunny and i'm going to wake up and i'm going to be in bed and i'll be like i've got <laughs> loads of energy and i'm ready to take on the world and let's be honest i don't know about you but i don't have as many perfect days as i'd want i don't yeah. wake up in that way no as often yeah. as i'd like and so actually being able to go 
what can I do, even on my worst day, mm. and go, okay, because there are going to be, well, you're going to have at least one worst day, right? <laughs> and there's going to be a few, Plenty. two out of ten days as well. Yes. But you want to be able to still do it on that day. Yeah. And so, what, just think, what is that thing you want to start? Yeah. And what can you do then? And I suppose, building again on James Clear's ideas there, of if we have only this idealistic gold medal bar, that, do that, I crushed it today. Awesome. But that's this unrealistic goal for most days. I cannot get there unless I'm feeling and totally focused 10 out of 10 the whole day. So if that's the only bar I have in my head and it's a little bit hazy anyway, then anything under that, I've failed and I get to the end of the day and I feel behind. Mm. Whereas if I've got this low entry bar that goes, you know what, even on my worst day, I'm going to make at least this much progress or I'm going to make at least this much effort towards this goal, then it goes, anything above that is victory. Um, and then I've still got that upper bound to make sure I don't go crazy. But it's it completely flips it around because we know that constantly going, oh, I failed again today. Oh, I failed again today. Oh, I failed again today. That leads to giving up. Whereas if it was a case of, hey, I've made a bit of progress today. I've, I've made a bit of progress today. Maybe it wasn't as much as I hoped, but that builds and that builds and that builds. And it compounds over time. And I was, I was just going to say that about that idea of compounding. Lots of people talk about it. And it's really just that idea of consistency. If you do five minutes every day, that's better than half an hour every now and again. Mm. And so, and is it, is it a financial thing of in the markets? It's not time. Oh, it's not timing the market. It's time in the market. And it's just that idea of being there for a long time and, yeah. <laughs> and doing the right things, doing the hard things. For a long time, and I think that's mm. that consistency piece is one of the things we're big advocates of, and that's why that restrictive, that five lines, that mm. five press ups, that five minutes can be so freeing because after you've built that consistency, yeah, you can start ramping it up because yeah. you've you've created that habit. There's one more thing I want to ask you about this high idealistic goal that we have. I think we've spoken about it on one of the episodes before. And that's that thing of. We have these goals and we have this, ah, oh, I know what's good. I, I can, I can see things that are good out there. I want to be able to do that. But what we produce is nowhere near that level that we even would hold for ourselves. And there's something that you read to me earlier that I think Ed Sheeran put out. Mm. Do you want to share a little bit about what he was saying? Yeah, ask if I can remember three paragraphs of text. Summarize it. Oh, yeah. But effectively, what he talks about songwriting, being creative, just said, you just got to start. That it's like turning on a dirty tap in the house. That when you first turn the tap on, muddy water's coming out, silty, dirty, mucky. Then you might get a bit of clean water, and then it's dirty again and it's muddy. But eventually, it's going to run clear, and you're going to have fresh water and clean water. Mm. And he said, that's what it's like to write a song. So the first songs you're going to write, they're going to be rash. And you're going to pick a chord and you're going to write another one. And it's not going to be great. Mm. And he said, you know, you want that evidence? Go type in, I can't remember what it was. It was maybe like some, basically, when he was 12 years old. 12 years old, he's like, yeah, the singing is awful, the songwriting is terrible, the sound is, you know, the trash. Yeah, probably. it's awful. All of it's awful. But now I sit in front of you and I'm a professional musician. Mm. And that's the thing. He was 12, in some ways, 
he was like, able to do that imperfect start. Yeah. Maybe we don't allow ourselves to, but I think that that's a nice metaphor that you yeah. just got to start and get the rubbish out. So one of the one of the the keys then of getting started is having the permission to have an imperfect start. Totally. And and so as we start wrapping up, starting of course is important in making it count. Mm. When we think about making it count, it's living intentionally, it's living purposefully, it's living towards something that hopefully is going to make a positive difference in this world and you can't do that if you don't start uh, it's really really simple in a sense and when, once you start and you build that consistency but and maybe mm. there's something of what should i start on and that's something we could touch on in the future but i'm sure there are things just good lessons and reminders and encouragement from you earlier Actually, these are things I don't need to start right now. Yeah. You totally, everybody has the freedom to go. And that gives me not the, now. the peace to rather than have this list shouting at you going, you're a failure, you've not started these, going, I'll come to you when I'm ready. Yeah. It's because it's not a not never. No. It's a not now. And that, that's, a, that's a little bit of a freeing thing. Mm. But actually, there are things that whether it's fear or I, something else is stopping you from starting and we just say, Hey, maybe try that this week. Yeah. Just like the five minutes, the five press-ups, the five lines. Yeah. What's that low bar? And it's not just about setting the low starting bar, but it's actually going, mat- that. what's that upper bar? They actually set that about 10 times lower than you think you need to. <laughs> yeah. So, today we've been talking about starting, some of our challenges, some stories, some tips. We hope you've got a lot of value from it because we know that life is busy, full, overwhelming full of fear and yet we want to help you live intentionally perfectly and with a fulfillment so that you can make it count